0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Fradenberg and today is Giving Tuesday. I am going to be talking about what exactly is Giving Tuesday, as well as sharing some ways that you can give back today, well, and really any day. But specifically, Giving Tuesday is a global day of giving, really powered by social media, Uh, collaboration and campaigning. And Giving Tuesday was created back in 2012 by a team at the Belfort Center for Innovation and Social Impact. And since then, it's really become a global philanthropic movement. We all know how much of a role social media has played, or at least awareness of various charities that are out there. So this um, now in 2022, certainly something that you will see all over today on social media platforms. And it does fall right after Cyber Monday. It's always the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So it'll be after Black Friday and Cyber Monday events, which if you're like me, I participated in those as well. So if you're feeling maybe you got some good deals and you just want to, you know, give some money to charity today, it's a good time. It's of thought to be like a counterbalance to the consumerism of the holiday season. Another great reason to give on Giving Tuesday is because often both charities or maybe your employer offer matches on Giving Tuesday since it's a global event. So you may make a donation of 200 and your company would match that additional 200 or the charity might offer a double your donation, oftentimes large private Donors will say, I'm giving Tuesday. I will match any donations that you bring in. Um, So that is another reason why today makes sense. Now, before I get started with ways to make donations, I do just want to mention, I know with inflation and this time of year, especially for parents who are trying to make the Christmas magic happen, it may not be a good time for you to make a donation. So certainly, because this is a financial podcast, I am going to focus on the financial ways to give today. But if you are just feeling like you can't make that happen, I do want to just mention that, of course, volunteering your time is ever so important to many of these organizations. And even just um, sharing on your own social media. So maybe you're not making a donation, but if there is an organization that is near and dear to your heart, sharing that on your social media or with others who may uh, be in a better position to give back today, that is also super helpful. Of course, you could share this podcast uh, to give other people ideas on ways in which they can give back. And even just giving, again, a plug to a charity that is important to you or a cause Uh, is a way to give back to a lot of these organizations. So to start, um, a charitable donation is anything that you give, you know, $250, it could be $100,000. But in order to be able to deduct your donation on your federal taxes, the organization must be a 501c3. And typically, the attorney general in your state license these charities so they would have records also the better business bureau offers reports on how large charities use their funds so certainly if you are thinking about an organization want to make sure that they do have a 501c3 status that is something um, you may want to do however with the changes to the tax code back in 2017 the standard deduction increased so much that if you're making smaller donations, which again is really appreciated and needed by a lot of these charities it may not be deductible on your taxes so for this year for 2022 the standard deduction is 12,950 for single filers or 25,900 for married married couples filing together so if you take the standard deduction in 2022 you can't claim your donations to charities however If you do decide to itemize because you have more than the standard deductions, then you would be able to itemize those on your taxes. Another popular thing um, in years past has been donating appreciated assets because you'll receive a charitable deduction equal to the fair market value while avoiding the capital gains taxes that you'd otherwise owe from selling those assets. However, It is important to note that this year with portfolios down 15, 20% for the year, at least um, as of the beginning of November, it may be tempting to offload those stocks, but it's better to sell those assets, harvest the losses, and then donate the cash proceeds to charity. So for this year, that may not be the best approach. If you are 72 or older and you're taking what's called a required minimum distribution, You likely, if you haven't taken it yet, your financial institution has probably reached out because you have to take those required minimum distributions by December 31st of this year. So if you haven't already taken them and you don't need that money, you can directly donate your required minimum distribution to a charity and therefore avoid paying the taxes on that. It's a great option for those who, again, maybe forgot to take their RMD this year or don't need that. Um, it'll help with taxes. And of course it will help in a year where charitable donations are likely going to be down just due to the economic environment that we're in. And this strategy is called a qualified charitable distribution. You may give up to a hundred thousand per year and it can count towards your required minimum distribution. And since that donation won't show up as income, you'll be getting the tax break, even if you don't itemize your donation. So certainly if you, again, are going to donate anyway and you haven't taken your RMD, this is definitely a great way to do so and save a little bit on your taxes. Now, another option, again, if you have a little bit more to donate this year, would be to bundle your charitable donations. A great way to do that is through a donor-advised fund. Donor-advised fund holders can enjoy a federal income tax deduction of up to 60% of adjusted gross income for cash distributions and up to 30% of AGI for appreciated securities that they donate. So when donors transfer assets to a donor-advised fund, they can avoid capital gains taxes and receive immediate fair market value tax deductions. So. Definitely something that is up and coming. If you would like more information, I'm going to link an episode that we did specifically on donor advised funds and how those work. But just to give you just a little bit of information on it a donor advised fund is a private fund administered by a third party, and it's created for the purpose of managing charitable donations on behalf of an organization, a family, or an individual. You can invest the donation and have it grow tax free. Until the money is donated. So we can actually make it bigger donation over time in theory, if the market does go up, if the investments do well, and again receive that deduction in the current year. So there are financial institutions that have donor-advised funds, and then there are foundations, private foundations that have donor-advised funds and so this is definitely something worth looking into certainly something you want to talk to your cpa about or any of these donations for that matter to make sure that you're making the best decision for your specific tax situation now whether it's to a donor advised fund or just a specific 501c3 charity that you want to make a donation to i strongly encourage those with children to involve your kids in the process One, letting them know that you are making a donation to charity, and then, of course, involving them in causes that are important to them as well. I know founder of Pearl Planning, Melissa Joy, is really big on this. Every year around this time, her kids get together and decide on the name of several charities they're going to make a donation to, and the kids get really involved. They think about it all throughout the year. Specifically with my children, I've noticed that it really helps them understand the value of a dollar as well, that some of these charities around here, that the difference that even $250 could make in a year, uh, showing them what that can do for a charity is so important. Of course, I also recommend bringing your children to actually volunteer. My kids' school um, has opportunities to do that, I know, and my husband has volunteered through Forgotten Harvest and involved the kids in that as well, and it's certainly a way for them to start thinking philanthropically at a young age. So, um, highly, highly recommend and is one of the pillars in our How to Teach Your Kids About Money podcast, which I will also link below. My kids are 12 and 14 currently, um, and it was probably when my youngest was 10 where we started involving them in our annual giving um, to various charities. And I know uh, we adopted a dog through, it's called Compass Rescue, and they bring dogs from down south up here, Michigan, Detroit area. And that's where we got Papa Cody from. So it's a, definitely a charity that's near and dear to our hearts. But after we involved him in making donations, he decided that year different things, including a lemonade stand that he had where he gave out lemonade and then, um, we lived on a high traffic street with people walking dogs. So he also gave away dog treats. Um, well, actually he didn't give them away. He sold them <laughs> with your lemonade and the proceeds went to uh, compass dog rescue. So it just gets them thinking about charitable donations and raising money, which I think is such a great thing for kids to learn and will really help them with their, their own finances in the future going forward. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I hope that you are having a good Giving Tuesday. And as always, if you found this episode helpful, please do share with others. We really appreciate our listeners and we hope that your holiday season is off to a great start. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.